Hi, it's Jennifer Diane Ghostin, and welcome to Once Upon a Time in Adoptee Land. You may have wondered what reunion looks like from an adoptee's point of view, or be embarking upon taking that journey yourself to search for your first family, or simply want confirmation that you are not alone in your experience, wherever you are on the path of healing and pushing through a trauma. Wouldn't it be empowering to have many of your burning questions answered here? I'm pleased to have connected with my next guest. He's young enough to be my son, wise beyond his years, and happens to live in Nashville, Tennessee, like me. His name is Adam. I reached out to him in 2021 to be a guest, and when he was ready, he agreed to be a part of my podcast in the hopes of helping at least one other adoptee navigate their journey of being in reunion with birth family members. He has learned so much through his search for biological roots, and as a result, did a deep dive of introspection. What an accomplishment so early in life. He is a talented writer who has articulated much of his experience after meeting both sides of his first family on a blog that in due time will be shared with the public. I appreciate his early start in life of being connected to the adoption community. We all stand to benefit from him being here, and his words on this episode stayed with me long beyond our time together. Allow me to introduce to you someone who in a short period of time is helping me to take my relinquishment and adoption journey to the next level. Adam saying yes to this conversation was no small task, but he believes it is well worth it in many ways. Hi, Adam. How are you today? Hi, Jennifer. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, too. I know you're here in Nashville. We're having a beautiful weather day. It is. It's very gorgeous, you know, to wake up and see the sun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And I know you have a recent loss in your family, so I just want to send my condolences your way, and, and I appreciate you being able to take time in the midst of that. Of course. This is important just as much. Thank you. Well, I think I want to start with how we met. I extended an invitation to you in 2021 via a Zoom meeting. And when you responded back to me and said, yes, I'm ready now, I really appreciated that because I think it is important to to be ready. And at the time you weren't. And that's so understandable. So I I just want to extend a a deep appreciation for that because I always want to hear from the younger generation and I understand you're 27. That's correct. Yes, I am part of that younger generation. Yeah, and when you sent me your phone number and it was a 615 area code, I'm like, he's here with me in Nashville. So that was um, (laughs) that was a pretty cool thing to, to learn. So I'm sure we'll get to meet in person sometime soon, maybe this year. That would be really nice. I welcome that opportunity, definitely. So I've had an opportunity to read a post that you made about your adoption journey, and I kind of want to start there. I'm quoting you. You wrote, I hope this resonates with someone, which you wrote about your journey, who's been courageous and made the effort to find and connect with their bio family. 
And to those who are considering taking this journey, you can do this. Your life may change and you may grow in ways unspeakable and unfathomable. And you couldn't have said it better. And I think that your journey is extraordinary because of your age. You're young and yet you're in a full circle reunion. So wherever you want to start and however much you want to share. Hmm. Well, was that really me? <laughs> it sounds like someone else. <laughs> you write um, so well. Yeah, well, hearing you say it, definitely, you know, the whole theme when it comes to writing and sharing your story, when I've done something like that, when you're referring to that post, that was something that in truth was a in the moment culmination of different experiences and thoughts that led up to that point where I actually just put it on paper and wanted to share, which naturally happens for many of us, I assume, where, you know, we just collect, we collect all these experiences, we collect all these thoughts, we collect all these ideas, struggles, you know, questions, and then hopefully answers. And then whenever we decide if we want that there's a space that we would like to share that with, then we don't know how it's going to turn out. I didn't know how it was going to be received. It was very positively and heartfelt of a reception from other adoptees, other possible adoptive parents, those who know someone else that's, you know, one of those identifiers. And I just think that that's the point. Like, yes, to heal, yes, to grow, but also to share and to influence and encourage someone else. For sure. Yeah, and you also state on there that you're not sure how to start in this wildly amazing but complicated journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's um that's a that's definitely something that is real in terms of when you're in the middle of something and you're just going through it, it's it's hard to gain perspective as far as, you know, what's actually happening. You can try. And I, I'm definitely the kind of person that likes to lean in and go in. And there's nothing wrong with that, if that's you. But also, if you're the kind of person who wants to observe more and, you know, figure out who people are first before actually going on the journey, that's that's just as okay as well. And if you're on the fence of, you know, going in and maybe, you know, you immerse yourself like I did, And then you hit pause, like I also did, and think, okay, I've done this much this far, but I need to reevaluate. I need to think, you know, I need to check in. Mm -hmm. I think that's a healthy, important stage in reunification or any stage or any part, any process with the adoption journey. It's just good to check in. Yeah, I agree. And so I know you became connected to the adoption community recently, I want to say. Um, Do you want to talk about that? Yes. I've battled for years growing up, wanting to be a part of this, wanting to be able to speak, wanting to be able to ask questions, wanting to learn, wanting to know with the other side of just saying no to all of that and moving forward and the life that, you know, God has given me and that for the most part I was content with. But then there's just always that whisper, you know, that thought in the back of your head 
that happens for many of us as adoptees and it's like okay there's now a space there's now um resources as an adult that i have found that are available available for me no cost no you know necessarily prerequisite that i haven't already checked <laughs> on the box mm-hmm. being an adoptee right and they're there and i i wanted to learn i wanted to see other people i wanted to be able to be a part of a community who from my observation cared they cared they had additional tools and ways to be able to learn to get information and i just thought wow that definitely requires more investigation from my end and i am i've been grateful to be a part of that it's been very encouraging and very motivating in healing as well all that you said is so important i know you're in a full circle reunion and what do you think you've learned most about yourself mm, that's it that's it right (laughs) (laughs) what have I really learned about all of this there were times where just thinking about my beginning where I had such emotional forloin where I wanted to know where I came from with such an intensity that I began searching you know social media websites and trying to find people in person to see if they look like me something that I could hold where I didn't have anything to hold previously all these years 27 or actually 25 years is when i started the journey when i began to make biological connections with my biological family i realized that i was meeting several people who were immediately related to me in difficult places and difficult spaces I, i bring a lot of positivity i bring a lot of light it doesn't mean that i don't have struggles or hardships it's just my baseline and my tendency is to bring joy, to find joy, you know, create it. And that's not exactly the kinds of interactions that I was having with several people who I really wanted to have a deeper connection with. And that was hard to process because staying true to myself, staying true to myself when I'm impossible dysfunctional systems or relationships that really don't serve me to a higher capacity in terms of growth and moving forward and healing it's it's hard because you me i want to be able to be there and i want to be able to do my best in making these connections and learning about the journeys and stories of different people but you know, unfortunately, the reality is a lot of that is not in my control. And I have the decision of either continuing and possibly sacrificing myself in the journey that I've gone on in growth to meet someone where they are or to still remain myself and know that, okay, maybe not now. Maybe what we just had and what I learned and who I showed up to be is all that that needs to be at this current moment for however long forever for right now i don't know but i can't change myself in terms of you know how i show up with a love with a devotion with an excitement uh, with a curiosity <laughs> most importantly that just not every single person 
that an adoptee may meet in their biological family is actually prepared to receive. Mm. They may have their own things, their own struggles, their own shame, their own issues that whether or not they tell you about them, I had to learn it's still their own right as sad as unfortunate sometimes it can be to not get what you want they're going to do what they're going to do that does not have to affect you in terms of stopping your journey and gaining growth gaining insight that's what i've learned about myself is to be able to immerse myself in but then also coming full circle like you said i can still stand i can still be able to look at the journey and what I've gained and think, okay, wasn't a walk in the park. (laughs) Uh, I did show up. I did come to learn. Most importantly, I did come to learn. And I saw, I saw people who look like me. I saw people who think like me, but then I also saw things that don't relate with me and don't speak to me. And just being able to have those experiences that's still a gift. It's still, it's still something that I've been given where I previously did not have that for many years in this young adult life. Right. Wow. I'm glad you shared that. And you just seem so wise beyond your years. That's, that's, my, <laughs> that's just my impression of you. Each time we talk, I'm like, he's 27. What? Mm. <laughs> Such old soul. <laughs> yeah, you have so so much wisdom. So when you think about the tools that you have used, like even pre-reunion and, and up until now, what would you say they were to best navigate your journey through the years? Mm. Well, I'd like to probably break them up in terms of what my current needs were and what those different tools you know served and what they were able to do for me okay to start i began this journey with 23andme which was you know an ancestry dna site and that gave me the first exploration in terms of knowing my dna and knowing you know my ancestral background and that was like a huge opportunity for me to look around and see what information did my DNA say about me and where I came from. It was my control. Like it wasn't, you know, just putting that out there and everybody was able to access it. And then just, it was about them. It was still me. Like I still have the opportunity to either dig in deeper or just to leave it there. And I think that's really cool because wherever you are in your journey, if you're just starting, if you're in the middle, if you're towards the end, I think that tool specifically allows you to just have that curiosity and hopefully some sort of appreciation for a site like that to be able to track your DNA, no nefarious intention, but like exploring like what parts of the world you're connected to. Mm -hmm. Um, If you appreciate that kind of thing. The other things were having a trusted resource i sought out in the middle of my journey a professional um, therapist who could be able to connect with me 
And that was something that I am so grateful for. Would have been great to, you know, meet that individual before I started the journey, but they definitely came at enough time where I am pretty confident that if I did not meet them when I did, that wisdom that you're talking about, I may not have that come to the full surface like it is now without having someone who is a professional that can speak to me, hear me, you know, encourage me, also provide alternative perspectives on things that still helps me grow. Because it's a lot. Like, yeah. This journey is a lot. Yeah, It can be heavy. <laughs> it could be like upsetting. It could also be joyful. It could also be, you know, an emotional roller coaster of highs and lows, ups and downs. That if you were just one person dealing with this, if you're just one person taking it all in. Someone who's not an adoptee, I feel like they their mind would just blow. Like they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, are you sure you can? Right. You have the capacity for that. So, like, all jokes aside, I, I, I'm just very grateful, and I think it's. I strongly recommend, if it's not a professional, maybe hopefully your companion or spouse or a family member who is in your adoptive, if not the biological, that you trust. There's some boxes that are checked off where it's like, okay, hey, I'm going on this journey. I really need you as a confidant. I really need you as someone who can be able to help navigate with me from time to time, you know, when I'm not sure where I'm going here. I am a big supporter of therapy, like really good therapy and, and having a therapist. I totally agree with that. And that was well stated. And the tools that we use as adoptees become like not carrying the load alone. And that's really what I'm hearing you say, that you recognize that you didn't have to carry the load alone. It's a powerful thing when you know what you need to do in order to deal with the roller coaster and to deal with the highs and lows. Yeah, because it is joy and sorrow throughout our journey, especially when you get into search and reunion. You're just, you're just so smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I realized what it's like where when I started all of this, I was in a really raw place where I didn't know where I was going, like in terms of professional career, in terms of personal development. But I'm the kind of person that seeks that. I seek that direction. I seek clarity. I seek purpose, even though I was experiencing a loss of it. And so when you start a journey like this, when you're not necessarily on stable ground, <laughs> I think it kind of tells, you know, in terms of how trying it can be, even if it's good, even if you're receiving beautiful experiences and beautiful things and connections with people, you're still not fully settled in yourself as like standing on solid ground. And if you're doing all these things in terms of an adoption journey, taking on, taking on everything, and you're not stable yourself, it could, I just realized from my own experience, if I didn't check that and try to be able to give myself some sort of support system for this, as personal of a journey this is, I don't think I would be able to come out on the other side very well. Like, I would like to say that I would, but I just know where I was when I started the journey. Mm -hmm. So everyone's different. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, as a writer, when did you recognize your talent? Mm. <laughs> yeah, you express well, express yourself so well. As you've probably gathered, I do like to talk, but I do like to express. I like to express myself fully. At a young age, adoption was a part of it and not having a lot of answers but a lot of questions inspired a lot of my writing and just getting out my thoughts and emotions on the paper and wondering where are we going at them like what what's going on inside that head what's going inside the heart just being honest and even though what sometimes when i wrote it down i'm like wow that looks really intense mm-hmm. <laughs> or that just does not seem like we want to stay there in that kind of place mm-hmm. There were times like that where I was writing, but then also through, you know, social media posts, through a lot of coursework um, that I've done in classes, I've had the opportunity to write at a higher level where whether it was a professor grading and giving me feedback or just strangers that were on these different social media platforms, they encouraged me. They were receptive to the concepts and my take on different relationships, experiences, you know, good or bad, whatever they are, that helps me think, okay, I've got to do more of this. I've got to, I've got to continue to whatever thoughts I'm having. I guarantee you, Jennifer, it's been because I've talked to someone else or I've seen something else or God is like just whispered something and I'm thinking, okay, Let's get it down. I don't know fully how this can be developed, but let's get it down there. Right. Well, you do it so well. And I don't know if you've made it public. Have you made that writing that I'm talking about on your your blog, your posts? Have you made it public? Not yet. I've shared it like on a couple of different spaces and it was very well received, but I have not shared it in my community yet. It, it is coming. And as I've discussed with you, I want to build a platform to where people know that's what I'm about. This is who I am. It's like an opener to where I can go from there. Yeah, I look forward to that. I do that. It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be great. Do you have any like recommended resources that have worked for you? Mm. Well, you know, a little bit like I, you know, mentioned, I'm always going to be an advocate like yourself for therapy and mental health awareness because we're all experiencing so many things. You know, we just came through and are still dealing with remnants of a pandemic. And I think that is something that a lot of people have not checked out and it shows and just the way that it's not like there's like huge alarms that are going off, but just the life that's being lived. I just think finding a trusted source that relates with you enough that you could continue to talk to them about things that you just don't know how to get out of things that you just don't know where the light in the tunnel is there's no shame in that that's taking power back that's taking control that's being able to say you yourself as strong as you are carry that well or you've carried it long enough to where having someone who 
is an expert, possibly, would be great. Like that, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything oh. that I didn't ask you that you want to share with the audience? I just think that this space is so important and it's great to be able to share like I am now. I encourage anyone who's listening, take another look, you know, take another thought, take another opportunity. If you're considering this kind of journey, if you're considering, you know, where to start, the DNA ancestry websites can give you information, possibly something that you already knew, possibly something that you didn't know, you know, joining the adoption communities, you know, just observing, not necessarily having to participate and share your story, but just seeing what they're about, seeing what kind of things are talked about, what kind of stories are shared. I think that'll help be able to tell anyone who's listening, yes, okay, I feel encouraged to share. Maybe not right now. I think I need to find somebody to like process this with. That's fine. That That's all fine. I just encourage anyone listening to find that trusted, safe space to be able to process these kinds of things, I think it would be very beneficial. Well said. And I want to honor your time. I know you have a lot on your plate, and I just appreciate you carving out some time to talk with me. And thank you so much for having this conversation. It's been great. Thank you again, Jennifer, for providing the platform. I think this is just a very cathartic and healing and exciting space to be a part of. It's part of moving forward. It's part of moving onward. So thank you. I like Adam's honesty in sharing what he was feeling when he started the journey of search and reunion. At that time, he didn't sense the ground beneath him was solid. There are more than a few relinquished people who can relate to that. Adam recognized that writing and therapy are tremendously valuable tools for him to be able to forge ahead on the adoptee's roller coaster of life. He is committed to contributing to the adoption community in big ways now and in the near future. I'm here for it, and I trust that you are too. I look forward to having many more chats with Adam and reading his words. One of the most moving things shared during my time with Adam weeks before this recording was that he had never publicly shared his relinquishment and adoption story before now. I consider it a precious opportunity when I can be trusted by an adoptee to be the first person they are willing to do the emotional labor with for the purpose of a worldwide audience hearing and learning from their experience. Thank you, Adam, for having this conversation with me and taking the time to do so during a hectic and difficult time in your life. It is often challenging to carve out time for even important things in our life when we're juggling so much at one time. But you did that for yourself and to help others. You are a bright light, a breath of fresh air, and it is an honor to know you. I believe that our paths cross for a purpose beyond right now, And I look forward to meeting you face-to-face real soon. Remember to always look at the show notes of each episode for more information about our guest. If you like Once Upon a Time in Adoptee Land, leave a review 
on Apple Podcasts. Follow and or give a five-star rating so others can find it too. During the course of your day, I hope you will tell at least one friend or someone who you believe might find value in it. Because word of mouth is the best way for me to grow the show. Remember to share this podcast on social media to spread the word. Hashtag Adoptee Land. Thank you for being here.